GameStop. Man, yep. GameStop was up again today, like 50-something percent. Did you see that? Yeah. Tell you who wasn't up 50 percent. Me. Yeah, I got hammered today. I did too. You're only up like a thousand percent yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a poor guy. Up, instead of twelve hundred percent. Can we open with anything more old manish? Yeah. <laughs> stocks. And he, stocks. Might, he might have to cut that part. So we're going now, right? We're, yeah, we're, we're, going. we're going. Okay. Well, we're welcome in, in folks. Uh, this is episode forty one and shame on us for not celebrating episode forty last episode. Yeah. Hey. We'll, we'll reach, do a celebration for episode 50, maybe. We reach middle age with the podcast. We're also, episodes. We're also closing in on 15,000 downloads. How about so that? uh, that's a people still listen. That's a cool number. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got Kyle, Adam, of course, making Hello. the magic happen over there, and Ryan and myself, Lance. And, and uh, well, hold on a second. Yeah. Happy birthday, guys. Oh, happy birthday. It's our two year anniversary. That's right. Oh, oh, I was about to say, right. that's not my birthday. Very I think it's more like lead. happy anniversary. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would that be was more really one of the dumbest things I've said in a while. <laughs> That's all right. But happy birthday I mean, sounds more manly, I thought honestly. you were pulling yeah. the Michael Scott where you say happy birthday, and then I say, oh, it, it, that's not my birthday. And then mm. you were going to say, well, I thought we shared the same birthday. And then I say, oh, it's <laughs> well, your birthday, Ryan. I think it's up for debate. I mean, is it anniversary or birthday? I think it's anniversary. anniversary. Nothing. Well, the pod was born. I was going to say. Ago. I think it is a birthday. I think it may be. We've I felt read. really stupid for a minute. And yeah, now I'm, I think I'm, I'm feeling pretty I'm smart. Sort of with you. Well, speaking of two-year anniversaries, I just want to mention that we had an awesome month of downloads last month, and we didn't even put out an episode. It's so pretty ironic. Shame on us for actually yeah. not putting out an episode last month. But thank you guys for continuing to listen and. I wanted to do a quick little segment here called Get to Know Your Audience. No, all right. Let's know our audience. So I, I looked up a little bit of data from Spotify, and um, I was like, well, who are these listeners? Who is listening to us when we're not even putting it out an episode? So, Hey, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, if you tell me Mom's downloaded episode 15,000 times. So just a couple quick questions here. Do you think we have a higher percentage of male or female listeners? Well, we've talked about this at one point, and the female listener range seemed pretty high, at least a while back. I think it used to be like 60, 40 females, mm-hmm. but Lance may be throwing out a trick question. Yeah, Maybe he's good at that. you got to watch him. I think I'm going to go with uh, males, Lance. So according to Spotify data, it's a whopping 71% male oh. and 29% female audience that we have. So Spotify listeners, at least, is heavy on the male side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me being the other host, I sense that, you know, you like to trip up the other yeah. guys. Yeah. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah, there's been a lot of underhanded dealing going on. And so, another question here. I uh, bet you guys didn't know that we ha- actually have listens or streams in seven countries. Oh, of course. Really? Nice. I'd say two of those countries are pretty easy to guess. So, what, what would y'all say? I don't even say? know if I can name seven countries. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing uh, Utah. Niger- <laughs> I'm guessing Nigeria is one of them. No, actually, no. Nigeria did not make the list. Okay. I'm gonna, well, well, U.S. I, is obviously I, number I was, one. Yeah, obviously. Let's, let's see how many guesses it yeah. takes. I would say Canada. Canada is on the list. America's one, hat. One stream from Canada. All right. <laughs> so, we got America and Canada down. Mexico? No, Mexico did not. Our make, Spanish is not well, good wait. enough yet. No boy, no. Mexico did not make the list. I think there's a country close to it, though. I, my geography is really bad, so it, uh, this could end up looking pretty bad for me. Mm. Can we change this to continents instead yeah, of right. yeah. countries? Uh, the England so make the list? There you go. United Kingdom. Boom. 14 streams from United Whoa. Kingdom. Wow. Look at us. We're huge. Whopping 14. Wow. We're huge. I, I got a feeling Australia's on the list. Australia's not. Uh, let's see. You guys are missing some European countries. There's a very small European country that... That's actually one of my favorite countries because of the name. Luxembourg. There you go. Well, we bad. got a stream out of Luxembourg somehow. Look at that. Wow. 
We got some streams out of Ireland, mm. Denmark, and Portugal. That had to have been our St. Patrick's Day episode last year. That's what year. it was. Yeah. yeah. That I, really pulled I me I was in. kind of shocked that we didn't have any Russian downloads since we're so good at doing mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Russian Vlad. accent and yeah, everything. That's, I can't that believe was, Vlad that was a little shocking. wasn't a big hit. <laughs> well, now the Mars rover is rolling. That's uh, that's our next goal is to yeah, get out of this get world. A, get a Mars download. Yeah. Speaking of Mars, my son is super, super into... Um, space all things space right now i mean the kid knows all his planets he knows which one's closest to the sun yeah. he knows little factoids about yeah. each planet it's pretty amazing yeah emory's been on the they've been on the space part in school and she's all about that speaking of the mars rover did y'all see the golf ball on mars no yeah there's a picture of i mean it's obviously not a golf ball it looks exactly like a golf ball perfectly there it's like what's the mystery ball on mars it, it's a perfect ball and it's the rover taking a picture of it Laying there, so Titleist. Or? My only guess is when they hit the ball, when was it Neil Armstrong? I think hit the golf oh, ball yeah, on the moon. Yeah. I, I guess it carried. <laughs> I mean, that was that was in sixty sixty nine, right? Yeah. So I guess it could have made it to Mars. But yeah, check it out. It's pretty cool. I, I'm gonna throw out a question. Do you think there is life on other planets? Yeah, there's got to be. Or do you think we're the only? Are we ones? talking human life? Yeah, yeah. Or any uh, or dogs. Yeah, man's best friend. Uh, cats. Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say human life, but I think there's definitely something else out there. Probably the, not the universe is solar too big. system, but yeah, I would say <clears throat> that opens up a whole other can of worms. Like, oh yeah, I'm not trying to get like you know, this episode got crazy out of hand pretty sci-fi quickly. guy. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's break down the theory of relativity and his time, <laughs> his time parallel. When did time officially begin? Yeah. <laughs> well, in any event. Um, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Yep. And hopefully we can do better about being more consistent about putting episodes out. Uh, but fellas, I'm, I'm happy to see you all here and it, you know, in one piece, I'm glad the snowpocalypse didn't, you know, yeah, well, I don't know. Did, how did the snowpocalypse go for everybody? how did you guys survive? I kept working. Yeah, you were, you were still hitting the roads. Yeah, you? I was still out and about. Man, no working from home for yeah, you. Lock huh? in the four wheel drive and head to work. I did have to use four-wheel drive to get up my driveway. Would that mm. feel good? It did feel You do really have good. a steep driveway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I have a blister on my thumb still from shoveling ice, and it wasn't snow. It was ice off my driveway. Yeah. That was That was the worst part was, was the ice layer and then the, all the yeah. snow on top Man, of that. You didn't have gloves thick. on? Yeah, with gloves on. Jeez. No, well, I did I, after after the blister. This after was blister Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was Sunday when it was like 60 degrees, but we still had ice on the yeah. driveway. Yeah. Hmm. We still had one little small chunk in the driveway today. I still got a small piece a out there. Seventy too, degree yeah. day. Yeah, that tells you how. Yeah, how we had a ton crazy of ice. cold. It was that after we got the ice and then the snow. Like I said, I was out every day. They when we had the snow, I went out on my road and with snow traction, no problem. When you get down to the main roads where they were plowing all the snow yeah. off and leaving ice, it, man, there were cars everywhere. So I was like, man, just leave the snow. Yeah. <laughs> we're better off with the snow because you can't get the ice off. But I think our snowman stood up until about yesterday. It was, it was I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Like, uh, it was probably the largest snowman I ever made. And when I was putting on like the second layer, I swear it felt like a hundred pounds lifting up that snow. I couldn't believe how heavy it was. It he was, was cross, He was crossfitting with snowballs. He was dead yeah. lifting snowballs. <laughs> Looked like Magnus snow for Magnus balls, and yeah. lifting those big <laughs> stones. It was insane. So Olaf, he lasted for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. he did an Olaf. Uh, nice. Yeah. I saw another Olaf, Olaf over in Masker Farms. We had to yeah. go through there. Somebody did that. Our neighbors nice. across from us built an igloo. Now that's really over. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah, they had the plastic molds that you could make, and they made a good igloo. I have to say, I was impressed. So they actually made the bricks. Oh yeah, it was oh, like wow, a full blown igloo. Igloo, yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. They must be Alaskan. Hey, 
shout out to if we've got any streams out of Texas, man. Those people were dealing with some crisis situation mm-hmm. down there. Uh, actually, our neighbor straight across from us, he's got a friend that lives in Texas, and he sent him pictures of like day four, his roof caved in. Wow. There's a big hole right in the center of his roof. I guess they were saying about those ice dams where you get ice that gets on mm-hmm. the bottom of your roof and then the the top starts melting, the water runs under the shingles. It mm-hmm. caved his whole roof in. It, they said two or three of the nights they spent in the house, it was below 40 degrees. They were trying to heat with anything they had. Man, that, that's scary. I saw, did y'all see where they were like within, they said the Texas power grid was within like an hour of being completely blown for like months like no power for months so let me ask this does this change your opinion about doomsday prepping at all Uh, (laughs) well i I recall about this time last week kyle was desperate for a generator Mm -hmm. he wasn't on generator search how did that go did you ever come up with one uh i found one and i went and looked at it and i didn't i didn't buy it because i want to have it where i can plug my camper 30 amp plug into Mm -hmm. it and it didn't have that option so I'm post by. I'm I'm in currently in shop mode right now. So so on a, on a scale of one to ten, where would you put yourself on the on the doomsday prepper scale? How do I feel towards doomsday prepping, yeah. or am yeah. I a doomsday prepper? I'm considering anybody that's prepping for something big in the future, okay. a, a prepper, like a grid down type thing. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. Well, I have different aspects of it. <clears throat> I have prepped quite a bit in one area. And have prepped. golf clubs. No, well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I will be able to play golf in the apocalypse <laughs> for years to come. Uh, ammunition world, I've prepped quite a bit. Yep. Oh, we need to talk. Food, any of that stuff, not prepped so much. So you can shoot your food. Yeah, which I, I you know, that's come up from not, a hunting background, so I could, pretty I good. could. You live I in could. Springfield, plenty of yeah. There's plenty, plenty of, of wooded deer. areas. Yeah. We've yeah. got a lot of turkeys around. I could, I could manage for a while. I feel like. I think Adam, you're probably you're moving up the uh, the prepping. List. I, I wouldn't say that I'm in the close to ten range, but I'm a lot higher up now than I was even six months ago. Yeah, so. Well, I've recently bought some rabbit traps. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> to go with your 8,000 cans it, of tuna fish. It doesn't feel good to say that out loud. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but the one thing I need y'all's help with uh, is, so you guys ever get those, uh, hear the ads about buying gold and silver? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They got to me finally. Oh, no. I thought, when all my money is <laughs> he's worthless. Got, he's got some liberty am, coins. Yes. <laughs> what am I going to what am I going to buy groceries with? So I got into the bullion game a little bit no. with some silver. Don't come rob my house. It's not, no. it's not worth it. It's not okay. enough there yet. <laughs> but it hit me like if the, if the worst, you know, worst case happens and I need to go down the road and buy some poultry and I've got a silver coin that's worth, you know, maybe it's worth $50. If I need one chicken and that chicken's only worth twenty five dollars, how do you get changed? Do I have to carry a hatchet around yeah. and just like chop my coin in half? Do here's I have my, to buy two chickens? And here's how's my, that going to work? Here's my other question. So we had sort of a sort of discussion based on this. If if currency was to completely fail, what would then become currency? And people say gold, silver, things like that. But how does that? have any value either a currency becomes whatever you have that somebody else wants that's what i'm saying so if it's like food i always say if it's ammunition, ammunition I always it's, yeah. to me i would think if you came to me with a silver coin or a box of nine millimeter shells for the chicken i'm like <laughs> let, me, let me have some I'll of those yeah mil. let me have some of those nine meals there so that's always my question like 
people always say, well, you got to have gold. You need to have cash on hand. Yeah. I always bury it. If you got to bury it in your yard, have cash. I'm like, what, what good is it if nobody wants to take it? I'm not anti-bank by any stretch. But right. yeah, I would say if you can keep 500 to 1,000 in cash on you, well, not on you, but in, you know, at the house, right. and then the rest of it in the bank, I think if you've got that amount, because I think if anything is going to really happen, of course, that, that could lead down an entire right. rabbit hole that I don't want to go down. Uh, but I think if anything was going to happen, it would probably be temporary because, I mean, this this country would shut down in a second if it was. It depends know, on what bad. you're calling doomsday. Yeah. I mean, true doomsday, true, yeah. we, but money's worth nothing. Doomsday, I'm going to need one bullet. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm going to need. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to live in a zombie apocalypse, yeah. that's for sure. It's interesting that you asked that question. And, and what I have always struggled with, or at least since I've been in this prepper mode, and I'm not a Ryan Smith by any stretch, but right. the prepper mode that I'm in, what I struggle with is the faith side of prepping. Because you can allow your mind, and especially if you watch stuff on YouTube, because there's tons of prepper. Yeah, I like, mean, if you watch some YouTube like stuff. That's like reading WebMD. Oh, dude, you, you will seconds. be like building a shelter in the backyard if you start watching some yeah. of this stuff. Because I think, I finally got to the point where I was like, these guys are just pushing content because they're taking advantage of the situation but it's like the the faith side of me is, is it's almost like i'm i don't want to go all religious but it's like i feel like i'm, I'm telling god you know I, I i trust you but i'm gonna just go ahead and take care of this right, myself right you know just like with anything else i think it's important to be prepared but at some point and this is where i don't know where that point is at some point you got to draw the line and go okay from this point on i'm fully trusting that god's going to take care of us but from here back, I'm just going to be prepared. And sometimes that line moves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been known to move a little bit. There are definitely certain things you can do to prepare and doomsday prepare. Like people buy generators. I'm like, well, that's a good idea. You know, there's a line of what you can actually do with a generator. People buy, buy a small 2,500 watt generator. Well, I can keep things running in my house. Well, there's very limited to what you can keep running in your mm -hmm. house. Yeah, you can run your refrigerator and you know, your deep freeze for a while. But I always love to ask those people. And I asked somebody this week, said, yeah, I just, I bought a generator. I won't be prepared for anything. Well, that's a good idea. How much gas you got? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, I got 10 gallons. I said, well, that's good for about 12 hours. So yeah. what are you going to do after that? What's that generator good for that's, after that? I've, so, I've said that same thing, too. Yeah. It's like, I love the people who are like, oh, I got a go bag in my truck, and I can... I'm going to live in the woods. It's like, so you're going to go from like being a auditor or whatever and sit behind a computer. So you're just going to go live and forge right. in the woods for the next six right. months, right? You're this just going to turn same, into that guy? This is the same guy that can't put his phone down right. checking Twitter. Like, right. Hmm, yeah. I mean, even I got sense enough to know there's no way I could live right. in the woods. Right. Yeah. And not to mention, in a situation like that, everybody's going to be living in the woods, right? right. Every, I mean, in this godforsaken world that, that you've dreamed up in your mind— everybody's going to be doing that. It's not just you. And I've, I've also thought, okay, well, if it gets to that situation and I got my generator running, I'm going to be looking around like, because the people around me that don't have one are going to be wanting to steal mine. So yeah. then it becomes securing the thing. Well, so. that's the other thing is dealing with security. Okay. Mm -hmm. like I, can, I feel like I could live off land. I can grow food. I can do lots of things like that. But the problem is, you know, grow a nice big crop. You better be sitting on it 24-7 oh, yeah. because if I'm a hungry man, we'll do anything to get food, you're especially right. for his family. So you're going to get robbed. You're going to get every, everything. So mm -hmm. you, like Adam said, you hope you prepare enough to have a, for about a week and everything returns to normal. After that, you need to survive about a year to about half the population dies and you can live off the land. But I, I think Lance my, has been awfully quiet over here, yeah, which means he thinks we're crazy. 
Or well, he's got a huge bunker in his backyard. He's embarrassing to <laughs> yeah. us. Guys, I got 8,000. when you were going to ask me. I, I got 8,000 gallons of fuel. I, fi- I figured you knew the truth. He though. stole a fuel truck about six yeah. months ago. We've been missing one. <laughs> so, yeah, scale of 1 to 10, let's just say 1. Mm-hmm. I might have enough protein shakes to last me a week, maybe some antibiotics. Some bubbly. Yeah, mm-hmm. some painkillers. I don't know. I'm kind of prepping more for the electricity goes out a for power a few days. Failure, yeah. Or I am prepping for temporary grid down situations right. not that are going to last a few days to maybe a week or two a couple of weeks god forbid a month but beyond that i have no plans yeah i'm just trying to get from one day to the next day <laughs> do we have any toilet I paper i don't have the capacity to, to, to plan for a we're down to scenario. one roll we're down to one roll of toilet paper oh i'd say i'm probably a three or four overall I'm, I know where I'll be going if uh, yeah. things that happens. I'm glad I have friends you know, That's that, right. that have done the Band work together. for me. Yep. Well, the, the, ir- the irony of all that is <clears throat> I feel like we were pretty prepared. And when, when the when the ice hit the driveway and I was like, all right, we're going to be we're going to be here for a while. We're pretty good on food. Right. One day later. Lock the four-wheel drive in. I'm getting well, out on it. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, this is because I love my truck. My truck didn't move for yeah, a week. I used my work truck. Yeah. But my brother-in-law who has a jeep he couldn't wait to get it out yeah and i was like and i and i looked out my window one day i was like oh crap he just ran down the street an hour later julie was in the car headed to the grocery store yep and, and buying all these groceries i'm like well so we made it an entire day yeah without having to go to the grocery store <laughs> i did the same i waited for the, the so the ice storm came we had prepared a little bit before that but the grocery store was a disaster milk and bread so the you know we had that day lapse with the ice came and there was nothing in the the little bit of snow predicted turned into a lot of snow. I went the morning after it snowed to the grocery store, like four people in there, and they were starting to restock some stuff. So I've learned a lesson. I'm not getting in the pre-rush crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm going in the yeah. the day after because there's still people going to the grocery store working. There were still people there. Oh yeah. I mean, all I gotta have is like three people in there, one checking stuff out, one stocking, and the other guy hanging out to but get if what it's I need. bad enough and it could have been if it's bad enough they can't get stocked sure in there sure or i mean i think public's closed early evening to mid-morning yeah. the following day they did but reality is there's enough beanie weenies in the stock and stuff like that you can you mm-hmm. can eat and survive so yeah Anyways. i went out every day i think except for monday but and you know they're like you know stay in your vehicle and let, i mean stay stay at home unless you right. necessarily you know absolutely have to go out and like okay but you know i went to the grocery store and the other place that I went to was Sherman Williams to get paint samples. <laughs> so that was definitely a necessity. We're in the process of trying to paint the house. And right now we've got about nine different paint colors on our wall. We still haven't figured it out. Oh, sweet. You got the little swipes. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to paint it. And then within two years, you're going to think this was a huge mistake. Yeah. We've got to do it all over. Oh, again. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the bad part about that is, is paint is just cheap enough where it's always like the wife's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'll change the colors. And it's just cheap enough you can do it. But God, I, they're just... I've done a lot of home improvement projects. Painting is the worst. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how my wife tricked me uh, into painting the house. She said, hey, let's paint Henry's room, you know, the new baby. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I'm just going to have a guy come over here and do an estimate. I said, okay, that's fine. So that guy comes over, and I, I expect him to give some kind of extravagant estimate. But when he came back with it, actually wasn't that bad. So then she was like, why don't we, instead mm-hmm. of doing that, paint, you know, the you know the whole entryway, living room, mm-hmm. and kitchen. So he comes back, gives another quote, and then it's a little bit higher now. But we're already like committed at this yeah, point. So yeah. 
All chips are in the middle. Got to go. So she got me. That's how she tricked me. I'll, yeah. I'll paint a living room with big or a bedroom with big walls. I will not paint a kitchen or a bathroom. Man, when you got to do all no, that like cutting, cutting in. in. I'll yeah. roll all day long, but man, when it gets to cutting in, I don't want any part. That's of the only it. thing I hired mm-hmm. out with the with the house renovation this time. We paint. Well, I say we. Jessica did a lot of it, but we we painted the last house we remodeled, and we both swore sitting there one night we would never do it again. And so far, <laughs> we're sticking to that. We haven't painted any more since, but that's the worst. A man who made his own countertops. Yeah, that was that was great. Countertops. I, I'll do that a thousand times compared to <laughs> to painting a room, even just a small room. I hate it. How did they back the concrete truck chute all the way into your kitchen? I've been meaning to ask you that. Well, you're looking at the concrete <laughs> truck. It was all hand mixed, buddy. It was a old school way. Mix it outside, bring it in, pour it out. Five gallon buckets at a time. So switching gears from home renovations and doomsday prepping um which we could spend another yeah three which, to hours on that I, I was going to kind of touch on something from the dad life my youngest son three years mm-hmm. old he, he finally had to have his tonsils removed and adenoids which we knew was coming at some point last year they told us his tonsils were about the size of an adult's and he weighs about 30 pounds so he's had asthma problems lots of ear infections breathing problems so they finally decided to take him out which we were pretty happy about it turns out his airway was like 50% blocked and wow. or his nose and all that so he we're hoping it'll be a big change for him in life and but anyways he got me to thinking one the times we're living in the COVID times quote unquote only one parent can be at the hospital so hmm. obviously Jessica's the choice here let's not you know yeah <laughs> she's the nurse of the family and they ended up spending the night last night because he's he's an asthma kid so they just wanted to play it safe but anyways something I've learned over the years and y'all can all relate to it and and especially lance he can really talk to this is there a more helpless feeling in the world than watching your kid wheeled off to to an operating Mm -hmm. room and they tell you to go sit in this other room with other parents that are you know dealing with whatever's going on you think about yourself you smash a finger off with a hammer you're like oh that's fine it's it's just i've got nine other ones you don't worry about yourself at all or like I, I had a heart surgery and everybody around me was nervous, but I was like, it'd be fine. If it's not fine, it doesn't matter. But you know, I, won't wor- you, I won't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm on the the up the escalator going up. But uh, you feel like you control things with your kids. You try to keep them safe. You do all this, but man, watching your kid going to surgery or something like that is the worst feeling as a parent. And that's just they do not prepare you for that with any of the handbooks you read or any of the fatherhood stuff, you figure that out as you go. Mm. But like I said, it's just kind of one of the things that I kind of reflected on in the past couple of days of, whew. Well, I have to say, I've got a, a soon-to-be 11-year-old and 8-year-old boy, and we've only been to the hospital one time. Whew. I don't know how that's happened, yeah. and you'd think there'd at least be a, <laughs> at least a broken arm by now. Yeah. No, Are y'all zero on broken bones? Zero broken bones. The only time we've ever actually been to the hospital was when uh, when Reed was little and he was doubled over in pain. He woke up and uh, you know we took a couple ambulance rides and went to a non-par provider on accident and ended up at Vanderbilt. And seven thousand dollars later, Reed was constipated. (laughs) (laughs) Son, you got a turd. Not to make light Uh, of your more serious situation. No, no, yeah, I, I can imagine the helpless feeling i just yeah. haven't had to experience it yeah. yet boy yeah. man should have laid odds on that lance does that ever yes. go away or no, well, no i mean it definitely does not uh, i mean i completely agree and i'm i'm glad you said it was only a 40 minute operation yeah. <laughs> because that's 
in the grand scheme of things, right. not, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and, and I could probably do a whole episode on this. But when we went to St. Louis, it was you know it was the worst feeling because you're sitting there and um, they're getting them prepped, they're doing everything they got to do, and then it kind of comes time for them to roll him back and the doctors and nurses they could tell I was tore up and like this one anesthesiologist he was so great I mean he he just he just knew how messed up I was and he was like hey do you want to walk back you know you will let you go a little bit further than, than they would typically allow somebody to go but it was only going to be me and he, you know they would only let one parent go and I really thought about it for the longest time and um, eventually just kind of decided that we would walk as far as we could with both of us because I kind of felt like I need to get out of these people's way so they can do right. their job. They don't need to be worrying about me. And that was like a tough decision because like you said, you, you, you feel that helplessness. You want to help. You yeah. want to do that. And you want to be there for them as long as you can. But they gave him like an iPhone and he, you know, was just watching some kind of video on it. And I just remember waving and watched him head down the hall and off he went the door shut and i mean it's it's so vivid like i, I will never forget that now I'll, I'll never forget the first time he went un, underneath um for his heart cath uh, procedure at vanderbilt i mean it was it was the same kind of feeling i'll say that feeling and also the feeling after they come out of surgery and you're kind of thinking that um everything's going to be like okay you know he got surgery the hard part's over now the easy part starts like no, they come out of surgery, and it's not like they're up and at them and ready right. to talk to you. They are just they are out, out of it, and you once again you feel yep. helpless because they have to give them more and more medications because they've got all this other crap going through them, yep. pain meds. You, they have to wean them off certain medications, and at one point in time, Jackson was seeing like bats or something in his in his yeah. hospital room. Like it was, it was insane, um, and so that is probably the other worst part of it is. The recovery part after surgery is is just awful and it's very it's very hard actually like pre-surgery was easier than post-surgery right. because you know he just can't do a lot for himself and you can't do much for him either because he's kind of just strapped to the bed basically right. and, and you it's hard to parent that way and you, like you said, you have in your mind, you just, all yeah. the, okay, you can go see them now. They're going to be sitting up playing with Legos, and they're in there like, Whoa, yeah. like the worst hangover you've ever had. They've got it going on. Just, yeah, Whoa. it's like he had to relearn how to do certain things over yeah. again. But I will say this, the one thing that was very helpful during the process, and I, I hope most hospitals do this, is they um, had some kind of app to where they had somebody, I think, it, I think he was a nurse, but they kind of rotate who did it. They would basically send you updates uh, yeah. via this app of like, hey, Jackson's heading back to surgery. Um, he's They just opened up whatever it is. They just opened up his chest. He's still stable. And so we would kind of get frequent updates like yeah. that. But I was such a wreck that whenever we would get the text message, I would mm -hmm. tell Timmy, i say, is it good? Is, yeah. is it yeah. good? Like I, I didn't want to even look at it unless it was good. And then finally, by the time I realized, you know, by the time the surgery was almost over, I realized, you know what? they're not going to send a bad update. Like right. they're, yeah. they're just sending <laughs> yeah. like positive yeah. things the whole time, which was great. But um, that was really helpful throughout the process uh, was just seeing that. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I could do a whole episode yeah. on, on that whole thing. But well, it's, it's, it's always like when they're getting ready to roll them back, you're, you, the, the, your love as a parent takes over. Like, look, Doc, I know you're a heart surgeon, but 
I could probably help if you need anything in there. <laughs> you know, if you need me in there, I'll, I'll be there for you. Um, yeah, I just – and it, I, quite honestly, when I was thinking about – of course, I was still I, – I, I just went to work. I didn't have anything else to do. And like I said, it's a minor thing, but you, you're you the first person that came to my mind. I'm like, gosh, this situation of helpless – and and I, I equate it to more things. It got me to thinking in the future that you know, I have my oldest as a daughter um, – Ryan doesn't have to deal with this, luckily. Adam gets it twice. Um, I'll get it twice as well. Yeah, you get it twice <laughs> as well. Watching your daughter go on her first date. Uh-huh. She's getting in a car with a teenage boy. It's just like, oh, good. The thought of that, just I get that hot sweat on my forehead mm-hmm. of that. And then you think about going off to college, that helpless feeling. There, or the first time they drive, even. The first time your kid gets in a car to drive, you're like, Got a, you don't think about when I started driving, it's like freedom, you know, you're out on the open roads, but then you think about it as your kid, you, you put yourself back in those situations at the age you were, it's fearless, have no fear of anything. And as a parent, you, you go, you appreciate your parents when you go, when you put yourself in their shoes, I'm like, oh, you had to deal with this when I turned 16, like, oh yeah, newsflash, yeah, welcome to the real world. And I think about that, going off to college walking your daughter down the aisle, getting married, all those things, just like, oh, gosh. I all of a sudden feel like the most helpless. Are you going helpless. through a midlife crisis? I think right? so. It sounds like I'm it. getting close to 40, so it's getting it's, it's about time. He's going to buy a Corvette. That's what's finished. <laughs> if I pull up in a Corvette, we need an intervention. But it just got me to thinking about, you know, how helpless it is and how much faith you have to put, you know, you have to put in God and you have to put in your kids. Yeah. And you have to put in the process that you raise your kids, how much faith and hope you're getting the right things instilled in them. And you hope they're getting the right things instilled when they're away from you at school or wherever. You hope they got the right friends. But parenting is, the, the whole thing in a nutshell, parenting is helpless. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. do the best you can. Well, and also we all have kids that are under teenage years. Right. I mean, my oldest and Ryan's oldest are 10. So we're, we haven't even gotten close to being right. like, hey, I'm going to go out for tonight. I'll see you later. You know, it's like I, that. Right. I, I can't wrap my mind around the yeah, time you, that I'm going to say, OK, you know, be careful. Don't. Right. Don't wreck the car. Your next problem is puberty, which that's a whole nother. Uh, yeah, I don't want any part. <laughs> of that. I'm already, I'm already getting a little worried about my almost three year old girl because she's already asking for a baby in her belly. And I uh, say, yeah. I say, Theodora, I said, yeah. first you have to marry a nice boy. Yeah. I said, that I approve of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you can have a baby in your belly. Yeah. Not until then. Yeah. Those girls will mess you up, man. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, I told Timmy the other day. I said the first time she gets her heart broken, it's gonna break oh, my little, break yeah. my heart too. So I'm definitely not looking. I could totally to that. commit murder. It. <laughs> I, I, I can see how that could happen easily. <laughs> if you need a wingman, let me know. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I always laugh about cleaning the shotgun when the boyfriend comes over. I think that's a good play. I'm gonna stick with. That's that. like Ron White said. I got no problem going back to prison. Yeah, yeah, that's opening line. <laughs> But anyways, I got off on a parenting thing, and it kind of I wanted to bring that up. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I, I, we that. should have warned our listeners that this was going to be a serious episode. Yeah, of well, we went from doomsday prepping to right. a parenting. But well, take it a, take it a different direction, Ryan, because you got something special sitting in front of you. Yeah. Well, do you want me to talk about the box on the table, or yeah. do you want me to talk about Yoda? I'll let you guys choose. <laughs> I kind of want to hear about Yoda. We have a history yeah. of Yoda on the podcast. Let's start yeah, let's with Yoda, it. work our way to the box. Okay. Oh, I started watching that show, uh, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Oh, it's good so stuff. Good. But I've only like four or five episodes in, but it's yeah. really good. It's really good. Well, I don't know if this is ever, you know, you guys have ever thought about this before. Adam's never watched Star Wars, so. <laughs> That's it. Just, a tough pill to swallow. Entertain yourself over there, Adam. We're, we're going to talk Star Wars <laughs> yeah. for a minute. I forgot about and that. And as nobody would ever guess, 
I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Right. Really? So I yeah. feel like I feel like you're gonna have an answer for this. But Uh-oh. so Yoda, he walks around with what? What's he holding? He's got a cane. He's got a cane. He looks mm-hmm. feeble. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he gets in a fight, yeah. the guy is darting, yeah. doing flips. He doesn't even yep. need his cane. So right. what is that all about? Why force. does he even walk with a cane? So one other thing you're doing too is you're deception. You're going back in time too. So you're going back to a younger Yoda. So don't forget that. I mean, still hobble. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about the Mandalorian. I'm talking about old Yoda walking around with yeah. a cane. And then the next thing you know, he's flipping off walls and doing parkour. Yeah, that was right. in one of the classic Star Wars movies. I can't remember which one, but I know you're talking about. And his cane's nowhere to be found. It just doesn't make sense. Right. So is this like Yoda trying to appear weak? I mean, what is it? Yeah, it's probably like a thing he's doing. Like he needs to appear. Does it make you feel wiser if you have a cane and you're kind of hobbling around? I don't know, but I don't like it. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's Are you worried that like some grandpa's going to whoop you or something when you <laughs> least suspect I've got to go back and look because what you're referring to was in like, so Star Wars runs backwards. So the original episodes with Han, with Han Solo and Princess Leia and all that were actually four, five, and six. Right, right. And then they made the prequels years later. Like, yeah, so I'm talking like episode two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So technically what you're... Does he How have much a, of our audience have we lost yeah. so far? <laughs> so does he have a cane? You lost one person in, in, in that room. too. Yeah, he's got a cane. I mean, that's I couldn't remember if he still had it back then because the the original Yoda is older. It's a fresh wound. He has yeah. a cane. Okay, he's older, but then he flips around. Yeah, and it just doesn't. make That's any the only sense. time he fights so. in the whole Star Wars canon, by the way. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just he's playing 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 his enemies. I guess. Oh, I'm old and feeble, and then he goes yeah. and he does go ballistic in that movie. Yeah. So, so to the box on the table. To the I box. get this, uh, get this little treasure in the mail, and I notice um, it says important documents. Yeah, we need special pictures. delivery. We'll post some pictures of this. It says my name on the outside, once for the label, as you would expect, but it's also they've taken the the extra step of printing my name one, two, three, four, five more times on the outside. That's that's interesting. And then when you open it up. Is it Viagra? Oh, oh, oh you got cow. one. Yep. Yep. Tell it's them. a key. It's a key. Oh, we've, sorry. we've got a key in here. It says, uh, Ryan, guaranteed winner. But I have definitely won two gifts. Uh, it makes you think it's got a key. It's got a, a picture of a F-150. Yeah. Well, let's so, be honest. I couldn't use one of those. And my name's printed seven more times on the inside, <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> this blew my mind. So I, I you know... I wouldn't say I was falling for it. I knew that this was some type of scam. There was going to be a scarf at the end of this key. But I had to, when you really get into <laughs> That's it. That's a common denominator yeah. deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that, you've been a long You're time. You're yeah. What they want you to do when you read the fine print on the back of this card. Which that uh, which might is, be the most fine print I've seen yeah. it's on very a card fine. that size. I mean, it yeah. is tiny. That I need to drive down to Church Street in Nashville and go into an office to learn about timeshares. Oh. Mm-hmm. What kind of game is this that they're playing? Who, my question is. Wait, so you read the fine print and that's what it says? Yes. Oh, my god. That is the fine print. It's a I'm thinking, timeshare stunt. This is the uh, most in-depth timeshare time time stunt of all time. Holy And I'm thinking, cow. really the question is, I say, good try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who would do this? I mean, what do y'all think the percentage... How many of these have to send out to get one person in the office for a timeshare meeting? So it's the key to your new timeshare, apparently. So the whole play here is 
to get you to look at this, you see a Ford F one fifty. You take this blank key. If you if you don't read it, you assume you're going down to see if your key fits. Yeah, the truck, right? The old Titans games. You remember One? that game? Yeah. That mm-hmm. you they would play that game all year, and then the three people would get the opportunity to see. Which ironically, Clay Travis was one of the winners of that. If you didn't know that, no, back was in the it day, really? yes, back in the day, he won a well, car at the Titan Stadium. Um, but anyways, yeah. If you don't read the fine print, you think you're going to see if you want a truck. You get sucked into a timeshare. I'm thinking you need to go through with this. Mm. You're, you know, it would be good content. Yeah, you know what's going on. You need to go in and play into it. Have you ever been to a timeshare sale or yes. something similar? Well, to that? yeah, something similar no. to that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the type that when somebody tries to sell me something, shut down. It could be a gold bar for yeah. two dollars. Yeah. I don't want it because <laughs> you're, you're trying to you're, sell it to me. You're ripping me off. We hmm. we did several years ago. It wasn't a timeshare, but it was a Hilton property, Hilton vacations type thing, and it was in Disney World. And we got a night at this place and all this stuff. And then we went in for the kill, you know, the sit down. And it was at this other property. And Drew and I looked at each other like, you know, we're not doing this, right? Oh, of course we're not doing this. This is going to be a two hours worth of our time. And we brought our two-year-old daughter along. Oh. And I was like, this is, this is the get out of get jail out free of jail, card yeah. right here. <laughs> And so they do. They put the hard sell on, and when you tell them no, they pressure, somebody else pressure. comes in, talks to you, and it's like, I mean, they finally realize we were a hard no, and they're like, all right, yeah, get, get out, out of here. here. Enjoy yeah. your night here. But it is. It's it's They, they put a sell on. There's yep. a reason why they're popular. Oh, yeah. They suck you in. Mm-hmm. Here's one line I just was scanning. This offer is designed to be of interest to married couples. Both of you between the ages twenty five and seventy five, with the combined <laughs> That's a range, yeah, with a combined <laughs> annual income of sixty thousand dollars. Oh, so I'm thinking if you and your wife have a combined income of sixty thousand dollars, the last thing you probably need to time share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not knocking anybody's income, but that would be low on the list. And now that I've picked up this key, hey, and if you're seventy five, it's probably not time yeah, to be buying right. in. <laughs> and I've picked up this key. That is the fakest key. Oh, yeah. It weighs... You think you could break it? I mean, feel that, Lance. It doesn't even really have any grooves no, to it, does it's, it? it's a plastic faker, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I do applaud the fact that they spent some time and money to send that I to know. you. But. Yeah. And Ryan, apparently it's Ryan Smith, from what I can tell in the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly labeled. Maybe they're only sending it to people named Ryan Smith. Yeah. So speaking of mail, there's something with this podcast... Worlds have collided here, and we've brought together the four people that have more issues with shipping companies than anybody else I know. So we're talking about the scarf. Yes. When, I bought, when I bought boots, I got a scarf. Slight, yes, yes. Lance yes. took three years to get a yes. fire pit. And which I do now have the fire yeah, pit. Yeah, update on fire pit. He got his fire pit. And it works. It, it makes works. fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm, fire. That'd be some pretty bad luck if your fire <laughs> yeah. pit didn't work. Yeah. Turns out, it guys, it beautifully. Doesn't, it doesn't work. Adam, it seems like have you had shipping issues or just shoe just, issues? Just yeah. exploding shoes. Yeah. yeah, well, exploding issue. That was a good shipping issue. I did receive a glitter bomb oh. uh, about six or eight months ago that I was able to tie to a specific person that we all know. Mm. And uh, I still have the contents available. So, yeah, I did receive that. But, yeah. Um, you got a good story? Yeah, so credit to Adam. This goes into the camping world. We have, since we all camp together, we cook together. We, it always comes back to camping. It always comes back to camping. We wash <laughs> we wash dishes together. I thought we were going to make it one episode yeah, we didn't. talking about camping. Well, this is just a brief. <laughs> Feel free to go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah brief, brief description on where this originates from. 
So we always use this Tupperware tote thing to wash dishes in outside. It's a pain in the butt. So Adam sends this picture of like, have y'all seen these washing tables? And if you can imagine a small folding table like you would use camping, but the whole thing is like a dish. Like a sink. Sink, sink. Yes, thank you. It has a little cook nozzle to it, and it drains where you can set up to drain in a bucket. Great idea. So I'm like, man, this is great. I'm in if y'all are in. So we decide to split this table. I was like, all right, I'll order it. Order the table through Camping World, a reputable company. Well, man, it arrives in like two days. It's way ahead of schedule. I'm like, man, this is great. It's leaning up on the garage. I can't wait to get I can take it inside, pull it out, open it up. I'm inspecting it. It looks good. And all of a sudden, I notice a hairline crack right in the top. It, it doesn't affect it, but it's got a crack in it. It's a new table we all paid for. Okay, let's just see how good their customer service is. To Camping World's credit, somebody answers the phone. Hey, you got a problem here. Blah, blah, blah. No problem, sir. We'll send you another one, and we'll send you a shipping label to send this one back. I didn't destroy the box, so good to go. Get it packed up. Literally, like two or three days later, second one comes. I'm like, man, this is great. Still haven't gotten the shipping label for the first one. So my mind starts working. It's like, hmm. How many dishwashing tables can we use when we're camping? <laughs> Anyways, so I open this one up. I'm sliding it out. Now I'm a little more hypersensitive to issues with the table because I've since went back and read a couple of reviews. They're all stellar, but there's like two or three reviews of major problems getting it shipped. That's so, everything. Though. Yeah. So I slide it out. Man, I'm pulling it out. Everything looks good. I get it all the way out of the box. And it, it's a molded two-ply table. The whole end is blown out of it. It looks like somebody <laughs> literally hit it with a sledgehammer. It's like a big hole right in the end of it. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Let's try I it bet again. you didn't get mad at all. No, no. I was very calm. No issues Fortunately, you didn't need it like that weekend. Yeah, I would, it, that would have really been oh, something. Oh, yeah. So I was like, all right, let's, let me try this. I call the Camping World store in Nashville. Hey, blah, 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 blah. This is a table I bought. Here's the SKU number. I've got all the information. Is this something I can bring back to store? and get it at the store or maybe ship it to the store and it's okay or maybe y'all could get two or three shipped and there's not an issue with one of them because i'm two for two on issues so far i went from a little bit of an issue to a major issue no that's an online item you got to get it shipped i was like all right so let's do this again call customer services like this is no way this is going to go well two times third time really yes sir sorry about that we'll send you another one we'll send you the shipping label all right sounds good Three or four days later, I'll get the table. Of course, this, you know, I'm expecting to open it up and it being 8,000 pieces. Still no return labels. So I get it open. As I'm opening it up, I can see a line down the side of it. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I pull it all the way out and I'm looking at it and I get to looking and it turns out the line was just where they, they had seamed it together. It was totally fine. This one's totally fine. <laughs> so I, I've delicately put it up in the corner. I check it like two or three times. Third time's a charm, I get it. In the meantime, I haven't gotten the shipping labels back. So I'm like, hmm. That first one's looking a whole lot yeah, better. Yeah, because it's 100% it's usable. Going back, if I would have known I would have had to spend a month and a half getting one good table, I'd probably let the first one fly, quite honestly. Yeah. It's not damaged that bad. That was what, I mean, this is like a month ago? Yeah, so it, it's, it's over. Time, time to sell. Yeah, it's a, well, here's where we get into <laughs> There's more to the story. Yeah. More, okay. So I'm sitting here like a week later. I've got no shipping labels. I'm like, God, man, I don't know about this. <laughs> it's like, one of them's, you probably could use it, but it's it's not good. 
It would have been good for sledding is all we could have used it for during the snowstorm. I get a little bit of, of conscious about it, and I start checking my emails. And so it ends up the third time Jessica had called to get it straightened out. But it turns out, I don't remember the whole specifics of it. They had sent it to her, and it went to the junk box or something, but they did have two return labels in there. So all that month and a half of getting three busted, two busted tables and a good one, I had to return the other two. So yeah, tough scene. Right. But, yeah. But we have got some major shipping problems I've, in this group I've, I've got well ron you want to go ahead uh, go ahead lance okay. you know give me the floor here yeah i mean we're talking about camp and i know you're yeah. eager to get in i'm yeah. very eager to get in but this is actually a story that combines shipping and things that explode so adam will appreciate <laughs> it so my daughter was playing around like she always will climb up on the couches tables things like that i mean she's just adventurous she jumps off stuff she she's the most she's the one most likely to like break a bone probably yeah Anyway, so I, I see her climbing around the, the 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 table that's in like the kitchen nook area, which is by like our two big windows. And like Thea, you know, stop and you get down and I'm also trying to work at the same time. So that's that's a struggle in itself, trying to work from home and parent. But in any event Shout out to this generation, <laughs> by the way. So I go back to my desk and all of a sudden as I'm walking away, I hear the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass shatter. <laughs> And I'm like, I go in there. I'm ready to tear into her. Nice reference, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna pass around a little photograph here so that you guys Ooh, can show see. And tell. It was actually not the window Whoa. that exploded. So the you could have e- given me a hundred guesses what broke. I would not have guessed. This. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have guessed it either. But the exterior. I'm, I'm guessing a fish tank of the oven. Uh, holy! Just crap. exploded out of nowhere. I was cooking sweet potatoes, but. That's beside the fact that the oven still exploded. Like, the exterior window just, boom. I mean, glass everywhere. So, no, nothing no. hit it. Nothing hit it. Wow. It just, it was cooking and it exploded. It was cooking and it exploded. And I it tried to explain the problem to frigid air. I was yeah. like, I was like, <laughs> this should never happen. Yeah, how this, does this happen? This is a safety hazard. Please give me a new one immediately. Yes, uh, I have three children in the house under yeah. six, but that has nothing to do with this. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so, golly, I had to clean up the glass everywhere. Um, and it turns out there's basically like, there's an exterior window right. and an interior. Yep. So the interior window was fine, but I mean, we still weren't using the oven. And um, I'd say that keeps it from the glass getting hot. It's it's probably a vacuum sealed deal. Yeah, uh, but in any event, they looked up the warranty information. Actually, it was like <laughs> they tried to look up uh, look it up under my name, but I was like, well, you know, we bought this under a new house, and they were like, is your name Jim? And I was like, no, that's probably the the builder whoever put it in. <laughs> Turns out, if you yes, my name is Jim. Yeah. If, if you me another one, if you move up. into a yeah. new house and you have new uh, mm-hmm. appliances, you should probably call and like put it under your name right, for warranty yeah. purposes. So lesson learned there. But anyways, the oven was, I think maybe over, I think it was maybe four or five years old. I can't remember when we moved into the house, but uh, they couldn't replace it for free, but it wasn't as expensive as I thought to replace it. And um, then they were going to charge me, they were going to upcharge me to ship it. And uh, I said, well, first off I was like, well, is it free shipping? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's free shipping. And then it was like, okay, it'll get here in seven to 10 business days. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. She's like, but you can pay for expedited mm-hmm. overnight shipping. And I'm like, great. But this happened on a weekend. And I was like, okay, so I, I'll get this on Saturday or Sunday at the latest, right? Oh, no, Monday. She's like, no, uh, since it's Friday and our, all of our shipments have already gone out, it's not going to ship out till Monday. And I was like, well, the hell with that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not paying for expedited shipping. 
So where it shipped out of was Nashville anyway. So I got the thing in like one or two days, like like Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was already there. So I was able to replace the part, and uh, my oven is working properly again. I would. Man, I've never, I've heard, never of that. heard of an oven glass exploding. It was crazy. I thought they probably had neither. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they probably had. A no, problem they were with pretty that calm too. about it. They were like, "Yeah, this happens from time to time. Ovens yeah. do explode. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do. Okay, that's good. I mean, how's the outside glass the one exploding too? Yeah. That's what's hard to understand. Hmm. There, well, you said there's a vacuum seal. There must have been a, a break in that vacuum. Yeah, and, and got, it got hot. It must have got super hot. From what hot I've read, there. like, it can happen over time, like tiny cracks, like, like that you can't even see, and then just one day, boom. Yeah. So, so you didn't see a baseball anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah. Near, right? I know one <laughs> guy. I do know a guy now that's oven has exploded. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, we're not cooking list. sweet potatoes ever again ever in right. the oven. So. You should boil your sweet potatoes next time. Yeah. So, yeah, follow that, Ryan. What do you got? Well, I mean, I, I got a lot of things on my left to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> me too, actually. He's got to get some stuff off his chest. Well, I, common sense is important to me. And I feel like maybe maybe it's there's not less of it now than ever before, but it just feels that way from time to time. For example, uh, to set up my other non-common sense story, I'm on the way to Adam's house. Uh, from my house, there are three ways that you can go. The first one is the most uh, quick well, I, I'm getting ready to turn left, and I notice there's a big box truck that's also getting ready to go the same direction as I am in a neighborhood. And I think that's a little weird. Maybe I should go an alternate route not to get behind him. I was right because I went behind him. He gets a flashlight out, and he's checking every mailbox number uh, to find you know, the house that he's trying to get yeah. to. This is a plumbing truck. And it hits me. You know, houses for from the beginning of time are sequentially numbered like right. <laughs> if you look at if you're looking for 150 right, and, you, yeah. and the first mailbox you look at is 100 yeah you don't have to check the next mailbox yeah, right. you know yeah keep driving a little <laughs> right. bit and if you're on the even side it goes every two and then yeah he checked he checked i kid you not 15 mailboxes mm. in oh, a goodness. row and it like you said kyle you got it never you occurred hit every red light on the way here oh yeah it took me like five minutes just to make it like 200 yeah. yards so it never uh, occurred to him that wow, there this seems to be in order here. Yeah. What? Wait. What? That says one fifty two. Right. Right. One fifty six. Have I seen a pattern here? Where's <laughs> Where's three fifty two over yeah, here? Yeah. Have you seen that? Close. He definitely failed the sequencing section yeah. Yeah. Of, of math. But it leads me into a, a more uh, well known story. You guys probably at least one of you have heard this story this week. Did y'all hear about the lady that tried to fix her hair with Gorilla Glue? Oh, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, what is there even to say? It sounds like y'all are heated about this as well. For the listeners that have, have not heard this story, I believe this woman wa- ran out of hair product right. in the middle of fixing her hair, decides that she is going to use Gorilla Glue to fix the problem, then decides at some point that this is worthy of an emergency room visit. Yeah. Little Timmy with a broken arm mm-hmm. is sitting over you can in the wait. corner. Look, in you the got middle a, of COVID. You got a gunshot wound. You sit right. over there. I got there. Glue in my hair. I, I've got glue in my hair that yeah. I put on there on my own. Right. And then to make matters even worse, I believe that she filed a lawsuit oh. against Gorilla Glue. Mm-hmm. Of course. Anyways, I know I'm an old man and these things should not upset me the way that they do. But I found myself infuriated reading this story. Yep. You know what the worst part about this is? Is stupid people never realize they're stupid. <laughs> right. It's somebody else's fault <laughs> yeah. that I'm that stupid. Yeah. It. I put Gorilla Glue in my hair because I'm stupid, but it's Gorilla Glue's fault that I have this in my hair. 
I'm just angry that we know about it. Why, yeah. why do we know about that? How oh, this make? No. Did she call the news and, and report this? This is what it's clickbait. How man. is this made? That's what the made, world, yeah, it's rounds. She got her 15 minutes and probably a couple grand from a lawsuit. Yeah. So I've got I've got something else that's gonna you know make the angry old man Ryan come out. Um, Doesn't take much. Have you heard of? Uh, I think it's called Top Shot. It's like related. It's, it's NBA stuff. No. Okay, but you know, back in the day, we would buy like. Like cards, baseball cards, basketball oh. cards, collect them yeah. and whatnot. Yep. Okay. So fast forward to where we are now in the digital age. And um, you can actually buy digital cards, like digital files of plays oh, happening. My blood's bullying already. I've, this is. Even though you can basically see the clip over and over, like on Instagram or whatever, on YouTube, YouTube whatever else, yeah. you can buy original digital files of these plays happening and kid you not these have sold for like hundreds of thousands of dollars online these are so, gonna they'll be worth a this lot this is the new new generation of cards digital cards oh yeah well you're hitting a, a sore spot with me as a dad with two boys that are into games they like Fortnite and roblox and i don't know if your kids are old enough to be doing this yet not yet but i'm familiar with what you're but doing. essentially the the new scam is we're going to give you a free game but mm-hmm. then you have to pay like five dollars to get a new skin which is basically oh you want the mandalorian a, a new shirt yeah. and the way kids are they like Vescar metal though yeah. they put it in front of yeah <laughs> yeah, man. yeah that'd be good to have it is Vescar. that would be good for doomsday prepping by the way it's like oh wait a minute but, maybe we yeah. should get that yeah. <laughs> Vescar looks good they put it on sale and the kids are like this is such a deal and then the, and then the next day or you know the next week there's another sale and that's the next cool thing yeah and they take that i bet you might as well just burned that five dollars oh yeah because here's the problem. It turns into competition. They go to school, and little Timmy's got the Mandalorian skin or the Hulk or Captain America, and you're like, yeah. But it's, it is genius. I oh, mean, it is. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd have thought of it, yeah. quite honestly. Here's a question. Would you rather be the smartest man in history? Einstein. Let's We're say. talking book smart? Yeah. But you have no common sense. Or you would be the dumbest man in history with all the common sense. I, I got to take common sense. I think mm-hmm. I think I do too. Common sense gets you a lot. Now further. the only thing about that is, is nobody remembers that guy in history. Einstein's forever remembered for his theory of relativity, all the things he ever done, his pure genius. If you don't have common sense, you'll step off a ledge and die. I mean, I think if you don't have any common sense, you probably won't be alive long enough to do anything relative. Well, it reminds yeah. me of another story I read this week where two criminals broke into a house. And it happened to have be six inches of snow outside, and their tracks led, led them right back to their house. Oh my gosh, geniuses! I, geniuses. <laughs> I saw a video of a of a guy that was trying to steal. He was a porch pirate, and the guy's in his house with the with his video, and he opens the door right as the guy got up to the porch. The guy ran off, jumped in his car. He backs up so hard or so fast. This is in like Canada, and he's like he's got snow drifts. He ran up on the snowdrift and he got his car stuck and he couldn't get his car st- un- nice. unstuck. He's revving the engine. The guys the whole time just sitting there videotaping. <laughs> Cops show up and arrest him. Nice. Speaking of, the snow will do something to you, by the way. When you get that fresh snow and you start seeing footprints, it had not snowed. We was like the first day and we had footprints up to our front door. Mm. That's a really unsettling feeling. I think it was somebody trying to deliver something. Or a peeping Tom. No big or deal. a peeping mm-hmm. Tom. Which, if he wants to, whatever, good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's a little unsettling when you see 
footprints all around the place or little footprints yeah like not kids yeah. like animal tracks right. that's what i had a rabbit working around in the backyard and my wife was like what is that what's that making that kind of because you could see where it was hopping a little bit i was like that's a rabbit we'll be all right well, i've got some traps us. i can take care of that yeah for it turns out <laughs> turns out we got feed us for you. the rest of the week too yep well are you guys still on the intermittent fasting game i was just yeah curious. yeah so, still still going still going strong yep still going strong i looked uh so i use an app and today's day 41 so i'm nice. straight i beard. have lost the original eight pounds or so i've plateaued yeah i have to i've i think i'm just hit the weight i'm gonna be at my age i've hit 160 but i think i feel good i feel a lot better i do do that dry january helped me i've it's been wet February, but not. It hasn't been a mon, it hasn't been a monsoon. Wet February. I, I've 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 noticed. Listen, let's let's time for honesty. We're in a circle of trust here. COVID COVID pre, you know, turn of the year. There was a lot of mid midweek tonics and yeah, yeah. mixed drinks and a couple beers here and there just to get through the week. Mm-hmm. So dry January was good. It reset me. I, I'll have. I have me a few drinks, but it's usually Friday night or Saturday when nothing's going on. It has helped with that. But I do feel a lot better, but I think I've hit my – and I'm still running. I run like two miles every morning. So I'm exercising, but I think I've just hit my new 40-year-old, 39-year-old weight plateau. That's okay. I'm good with that. What's your update on weight? Have you just plateaued too? Or? I'm plateaued. It looks yeah. like I might start working out now. Yeah. I don't know where when I'm going to add that to my regiment, but – yeah, I mean, it's like I've given up all this. You know, I don't drive to work anymore. Right. Yet some somehow I still can't find time to work out. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, Lance, have you thought about working out? Every day. You mix <laughs> something in. Well, all right, boys. That's a wrap. Oh, you thanks for listening, that. guys. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The denominators are Ryan Smith, Kyle Binkley, Lance Jones, and me, Adam Ray. Thanks to Chet Roberts for providing our music. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CommonPod. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-P-O-D. And if you have a question or a comment for our group or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast, please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.